NetDeckers podcast. I'm your host, Nate, a former magic judge who has decided to fight the competition rather than just DQing them. I'm also joined by Tony, a former competitive magic player who has decided he'd rather sit behind the counter and take players' money rather than compete on a daily basis. But either way, they have formed an inseparable bond that we like to call the Filthy NetDeckers podcast. This podcast is our way to give back to the community. We have knowledge that we need, that you need. We have knowledge that we need. We have knowledge that you need, and we want to give it to you. I mean, we kind of need the information, too. Well, yeah, we all need We kind of need knowledge, yeah. Yeah. We just want to share. We want a collective hive mind of knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) If you'd like to reach out to me, I am Darth Heretic in most places online. If you'd prefer the other guy, Tony, he's available at MTG underscore Tony. Though I don't know why you'd want to do that. If you'd like to talk to both of us and also join the best people on the internet, then our Patreon is the place to be. You can find that at patreon.com slash filthynetdeckers. I said here for... it just says, I can't, don't have anything funny to say. I've yeah. been trying for an hour. That's what's written out here. I sat here for an hour this morning, racking my brain. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put it off to the side. I played a couple games of Magic. I came back. I couldn't think of anything funny. I've so, got something. I've got something funny for here, though. Okay. For you. Do it up. I listened to another podcast called Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Every week they talk about a different topic that they find, well, secretly incredibly fascinating. They just celebrated their 150th episode, and they spent the entire episode talking about the number 150. Oh, they copied us. And I'm like, this is Tony. <laughs> this is exactly Tony. <laughs> if you want to talk about other... Oh, no, you keep yeah. going. I was just going to say, they talked about like how there's 150 different Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And they talked about they talked about a couple things with 150 and how 150 is significant to a bunch of different things. And I'm just like, this is exactly what Tony does for the intros. Just doesn't expand nearly as much as this podcast did. Right. Well, I'm not going to make an entire episode on the number 105. You could clearly. <laughs> true. 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 <laughs> I actually thought about because I was like 105, 1053, the arrow. And I, I thought about doing that, but that was stupid. I, I I don't have any real connection to that, so. No. Um, speaking of other podcasts, though, I don't know if you saw my Facebook post. I Apparently, cow tipping isn't real. Okay. Okay, but, like, I've heard about this I, for years. I did see this. I didn't realize that came from a podcast. Yeah, it came from the Two Bears podcast, I think it's called. It's the one with um, that guy... The... I just watched his movie yesterday. Yeah, the yeah. Machine. The Machine. Yep. I watched, like, the first half of it and then passed out. I didn't finish it. Yeah, so he has his I own... I don't know if I'm gonna go back and finish it. Oh, wow, is that bad? Wasn't... Wasn't bad. It just wasn't good either. Okay. Sure. Is the other movie about his life better? Van Wilder? Is Van Wilder about his life? Yeah, yeah. So... Is it really? Apparently he pitched that thing to um, a bunch of executives, and the only thing was, he's like, I have to be the star, because I'm, you know, this is my life. And they were like, oh, cool, thank you, we're going to pass on it. And then they made the movie (laughs) without him in it. And then, and didn't, uh, you know... Credit him at all. Credit him at all. Interesting. So basically, he went to, you know, these people, and he was like, look, I want to soothe like that that's my pitch that's it's my it's literally my life and they were like okay well just so you know there's two people in this industry there's people who sue and then there's people who actually get ahead which one do you want to be and he was like okay you know what i think you're right and then he ended up uh his movie was made by those same people or something like that interesting yep Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. But yeah, apparently cow tipping isn't real, and I'm like, there's no way that's true. So I looked it up online, and every video is just like, yeah, it doesn't exist. Here, let me try. And the guy's just like pushing the cow, and he's like, you can't do it. (laughs) It's like, maybe if you got like six people, and you all really came and tried really hard. Well, what you would have to do is have two people standing behind, 
like curled up in a ball behind the cow's legs, and then have the other four push it. That's how you do it. That's how you kill four peoples. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but then uh, you know, good old Matt Cordaway, you know Matt. He uh, he was like, oh no, I I definitely did it. You know, as a kid. He's like, you know, uh, I swear, my friend did it. And then the cow got right up. But, you know, he definitely pushed him over. I was like, really? Really? Look, I've never done it. And, of course, I never lived out in places where there was a bunch of cows. Well, I mean, Amesbury. I mean, you didn't live in Amesbury. but No, I didn't. Like, we we have a cow farm, but we've never went out there and pushed him over. Yeah, you've never had the uh, urge to go and tip a cow. No, what's the that doesn't <laughs> doesn't do anything me for me. Me neither. <laughs> me neither. Uh, but okay. Anyway, on today's episode, we have a fun one. As if this wasn't fun already, right? <laughs> uh, we're gonna start out with our FND one hundred and one, a segment designed to help you get to know your hosts a little more personally. And then we're gonna move on to the casual list of upgrades. It's a portion of the podcast that we set aside to help you grow as a Magic player. Then we're going to move on to pre-release talk. Um, Nate did not come to my pre-release, but that's okay. He had his own pre-release. I had my own pre-release. And uh, we get to see how we did, because I don't think we've talked about it that much. Uh, the Lord of the Rings set came out this week, and we'll go over like how we did, and what cards we think were good, what our decks looked like, stuff like that. And lastly, we're going to follow up with deck lists that we've been playing, or that we found and we think are good. And that's pretty much it, because there was no magic news this week, I don't think. I looked around and... It was mostly magic. just Lord of the Rings stuff yeah, coming out. Yeah, magic news is Lord of the Rings came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were a few uh, fake one-of-one uh, one rings. That Are those of... all fake? Eh, nothing has been, like, said by wizards. Nothing has been officially, what, what's the word I'm looking Verified. Correct, that's yeah, what yeah, I, That's yeah. what I've been saying is every picture I've seen, I'm like, all right, have we been officially verified from this because... And apparently the uh, the gift bundles are going yep. for a ridiculous amount of money because that's where everyone assumes it's going to be, is in one of the gift bundles. Uh, I saw some some post read something somewhere over the past couple of weeks about wizards releasing the, the chances of pulling the one of one ring. <laughs> I can only imagine what it is. I forget the exact number. It was minuscule. But then, because people are people are good at people, they did their math, and the math works out to not be out of a collector's booster pack. That the chances of pulling it are not where they are saying it is. Interesting. It is instead in a gift box. They're saying that percentage chance of you winning works out to be a okay. gift box is where it's going to be pulled. That is where that's coming from, is through math. Nice. And they say numbers don't lie, but people who push numbers do lie. Yeah, that numbers is true. can be... You know how much I hate numerology, because 3 plus 3 equals 6, and 6 plus... And 3 sixes is the mark of the devil, so because this is 3, you're the devil. I hate stuff like that, because I've just made everything up. That's how those things always work. But when it, you know, they, they did the math out, that's where they're thinking it's going to be. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, those gift bundles are going for a ridiculous amount of money, and the regular bundles are not going for a ridiculous mm-hmm. amount of money. So, <clears throat> it's kind of interesting. That's all. F&D 101. Also, speaking of F&D 101, uh, my friend uh, Josh McCarthy... He says we should, um, you know, get that one professionally done. FND 101. Like yeah. that, that, that slogan or whatever. He's like, every time you sing it, it's fine. But he's like, I think it could be better. Like, well, yeah, because I'm singing it. What do you like? Of course. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you're fine. But man, if it was professionally done, it would be so much better. I'm like, yeah, if our podcast was professionally done, it would sound a lot better too. Correct. Correct. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Nate, what'd you do this week? God, that went to pre-release, dude. That was fun. We'll save for all the pre-release talk for, you know, pre-release. 
Yep, yep, yep. But that was fun. I um, cooked everyone chicken parm for Father's Day. Oh, nice. Made so much chicken parm. Then there was so much left that the next day I'm just looking at this chicken parm going, what what am I going to do with this? I'm at the store. I'm like, I know what I'm going to do. I bought a gigantic loaf of bread, cut it in half, and made a huge chicken parm sandwich. Nice. Yeah, nice chicken parm sub in the oven. It was delicious. Mm, mm, mm. It sounds good. Yeah, then, you know, hung out with the dads on Father's Day. Normally, normally when the dads come over, they do dishes. But I had to literally look at my dad and go, Dad, it's Father's Day. Come and play games with us instead of standing here and doing dishes, okay? Oh, God, yeah. Let me sat around and played a game called Mexican Train. Okay, sure. Domino's game. Yep, yep, yep. I'm a, I'm aware of it. I don't. I've never played it, but yeah. we definitely sell it at the store. Danny's family loves it, and my mom. And you know they've made my parents love it. And for my mom's birthday, she goes, "All I want for my birthday is a game of Mexican Train. If you can pick me up a copy of Mexican Train for my birthday, I'll be happy." I said, "Sure." Literally, she left. I ordered her a copy. It was at my house the next day. Her birthday wasn't for like a month, but that's mm-hmm. what she wants. Let's just get it now and be done with it. Her friend gave her for her birthday a copy of Mexican Train and gave it to her early and said, I'm giving this to you so that your son doesn't. Nice. Really? Real specific? I've already bought this, so now we own a copy of it. It's fine. <laughs> and that's, that's what we played the other day. My mom's like, oh, I wish we had a, I wish I had thought, thought to bring Mexican Train. Like, we have a copy because your friend insisted on buying you one so that I wouldn't give it to you. So then I had to scramble two days before her birthday to, to find her a new birthday gift. <laughs> That's awful. Old um, ladies. <clears throat> yep. What about you? How was your week? It was good. It was good. I, I worked a lot this week mm-hmm. um, because I ran the pre-release on Friday night. Yep. And then um, immediately after that, like I slept for a couple hours when I got home and then had a big bowling tournament up at Lakeside Lanes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you're aware of that place. It's right down the street yep. from you. Sure. The well, other side of Manchester from me, but okay. <laughs> I figured it must be close because your restaurant was advertising in the bathroom. My, my, my <laughs> restaurant is nowhere close to me. I have to drive 20 minutes to get to oh, work. Okay. And I think even 20 minutes from Lakeside Lanes to my work. Oh, interesting. Even if it is just down the road, you know, you, that traffic circle that's right there, if you head towards Derry, you can hit, you'll hit my restaurant eventually. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, when I went to the bathroom, I'm like, hey, Amphora, I, I know that place. I, I've heard that <laughs> name before. I am fairly certain that's that's Nate's place. And I'm like, why are they advertising in the bathroom of a bowling I'm alley? I'm so happy you're thinking of me when, you're, when your pants are down, Tony. That's what I like most. <laughs> Uh, think about you so many times when that happens, you know? Mm-hmm. I know, I know. <laughs> I also had uh, my uh, New England Knockout Series doubles match for bowling. That was a lot of okay. fun. Uh, we ended up winning that one. Nice. It was kind of a weird thing that happened where a machine malfunctioned. Okay. And so the computerized scoring that they have doesn't take this into account. You know, it, they, it doesn't allow you to follow this one rule that if some if a machine malfunctions you have to do some weird scoring stuff okay it, it's a very niche rule you know like doesn't ever actually happen i play magic i understand corner cases <laughs> right so if you can imagine like a magic online thing yeah. where you know you say you deal six damage but because of the rule it gets backtracked and now it deals three instead but okay. the six the six still happens yeah. In this case, you know, yeah. so there's yeah. no way for those three extra damage points to be done on Magic Online. Mm-hmm. But they still happened. Mm-hmm. And so that's basically what happened in our bowling match. Yeah. And, of course, everything that could be messed up about it got messed up about it. Yeah. Like, normally, you say, okay, well, if the creature dies, then it's fine, but it wouldn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we ended up having to handwrite the entire score out. Because it, of that one thing. It's the person on Magic Online who goes, I don't have time to do my combo. 
but can we just say I have an infinite amount of life and you don't kill me through life? And the person goes, yeah, sure, and then kills them through life later, and they go, but you said... <laughs> that has happened on Magic Online. Oh, that has definitely happened, yep. Mm-hmm. So, it, it is what it is, and we ended up winning anyway, so it doesn't matter. That You know... Yeah. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, Max had a... I, I said money match here, but it's more of like a grudge match. Him and his friend. Mm-hmm. And so right after I was at Lakeside, he's like, Hey, do you want to come down and record my match? I'm like, sure. I've just been up all night doing the pre-release. And then all day at a bowling tournament where I got 56th place out of 57. <laughs> <laughs> I had one of the worst days just possible. I was... Absolutely terrible, and I was, I was in a bad mood because of it. But I'm like, of course, Max, I will come down there, and I will, I, w- I will record your match. And so that was fun, and then uh, Father's Day was nice. Yeah, I went. Uh, I met my dad for breakfast, and basically that just means breakfast and drinks because he likes mm-hmm. to start drinking first thing in the morning. Okay. So I'm like, okay, cool. This is this is fun. And then mm-hmm. um, my father-in-law texted me and said, Happy Father's Day. I said, happy fight. We were talking for a little bit, and he's like, yeah, I'm working at my bar, because he owns a bar. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll be working from 11 a.m. till we close. I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll convince the wife to come down there. Mm-hmm. So that that's what we did. <laughs> we drove to his bar. Nice. And then I drank with him. <laughs> <laughs> Came home, and then uh, my older son made uh, me steaks on the grill. Nice. Yeah. It was a good, it was a good day. Nice. Casual upgrades? Casual upgrades. The casualest of all of the upgrades. Okay, so. Um, What's-his-face doesn't have anything to say about our casual upgrades every week. Should we get casual upgrades with... I'm saying, I've told you before, we need transformer sounds. We need some transformer sound effects. And every single time you say that, I ignore it. Yeah, I know. I can send you, like, there's literally, you know, things to just add in. Go right ahead. Send them. <laughs> I won't put them in, but you can send them, Tony. Okay, okay, I will. <clears throat> okay, did you see the th- post that I had made in our group chat on Discord? Maybe, probably. Okay, good. You didn't respond to it, so, uh, you know, I just assumed. The answer's going to be no. Which one? Generally, I don't concede until I see no way out, like Teferi getting an emblem. Right, well, yeah, the whole deck list that I found. But anyway, okay, I'll, I'll just read this out loud. And then you'll be just as surprised as everybody listening. <laughs> so, don't concede a match until you're sure you've lost. I posted a deck list in our patron-only Discord this week that I found on magic.gg. Um, the reason I posted it was because I couldn't find a way that the deck won. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, I did see this. And then I said, your answer is, you got it from magic.gg, Tony. <laughs> that is my answer to your question. So, you know that site is finicky you know it's not a real site it it they claim it is so you know it's a parody magic site i asked everybody in the chat what am i missing how does this deck win uh we all concluded it has literally no way to win the game and the opponents just must have i don't know conceded with no win con showing and and that doesn't make sense to me because supposedly to get on magic.gg you need six wins in a row in best of three so you're telling me that this deck got 12 concessions with no win con showing. It's just, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. So here's the deck list. Here, here's the counterpoint. Okay. If I'm playing a game, and all that's happening in the game, and I'm playing a creature deck is my creatures are getting killed, or I go to cast a creature and it gets countered, so next turn I save up a couple creatures, I cast a couple creatures, they all get countered, they all get removed no matter what I do. I'm not going to keep playing. It's pointless. But Why it's not am pointless. I, I time to time versus um versus outcome. If the time I'm going to spend here is 45 minutes just to maybe possibly win this game, it's not worth my time to do. Yeah. When I can go and play four games knowing I'm going to win. That's the counterpoint to what you're saying. Is all I'm saying. Is that the way is you would there, do it? Um, if I'm, if I've been sitting here for 20 minutes getting countered and everything destroyed, I'm not sitting here playing for another 20 minutes for the 1% chance that I win. But with this deck, you have a 100% chance to win. For the 1% chance I can win. 
I see until you see anything, like even a Hall of the Storm Giants. Okay, then that would be fine. Because it's at least something, a way to win. If I don't see that, I'm going to keep playing. If all it is is just, here's what I'm doing, no. 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 Don't interrupt me. Don't don't you interrupt me because you said you would sit here and do this until you see a win con. Here's what I'm doing, no. Here's what I'm doing, no. Here's what I'm doing, no. An hour later, here's what I'm doing, no. I'm not going to play that game. I'm just not. Oh, okay. So you condone conceding when you have a 100% chance to win. That is not what I just said, Tony. You did not listen to a word I just said. If I'm sitting here and everything I'm doing is getting countered, I have no way to win. You do. There is no way for me to win. Your opponent is going to mill himself out. But you don't know that. But you don't know you're going to lose. But you know, you don't. There, at that point, there's not a 100% chance you're going to win. Be- if you don't know that your opponent doesn't have a win con. Unless you're looking through your opponent's deck like you can. You have that entire deck list and you can look right. through and go, you have no way to kill me. Why would I ever concede? Because you don't have that information. But I have the information I can see. And if the there's literally nothing see, on the board... Sure, so you're going to sit there for an hour and do nothing, because I'm not. I would I would rather concede this game and go and play five more games than win this one. Right, so you're Does saying it is okay, to, you, you're saying you should concede if you get a counterspell, if, if someone counterspells you, or kills your creature a few turns in a row. I, not a few turns, many. So after an hour? Many. After, when you get to the point where you're just like, why am I still doing this? That's when I stop playing. There's a point. It's not one. It's not two. It's ten. It's when your opponent casts the same spell eight times in a row, that's when I concede. My opponent. I was playing a deck the other day where my opponent played the one ring. Last night, he played the one ring against me. What does that do? I'd have to look up everything on it. It's a new card. The, the the one ring says when it enters the battlefield, you have protection from everything. Until okay. your next turn. They cast that eight turns in a row, Tony. Are you telling me I should continue playing against a deck that is casting the one ring every single turn just because I don't see a win con? But eight turns in a row, they've cast the one ring. Yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't. Because eight turns in a row, they've cast the one ring. I'm not going to sit here and play this game anymore. I'm done with it. No, unless... That's all you want to do is cast the the one ring eight turns in a row. Yeah, that means nothing to me. Okay. Like, maybe if... At that point, if they could cast it every turn, and they had more cards in their library than me, then I guess I would concede. Because that is a win con. But if they don't have that... How is that a win con? Because they'll mill you out. How are they going to mill you out? If they have more cards in their library than you do. No, they, but they will never because that that literally draws them cards. I'm, gonna, uh, I don't know I'm going have, like, to assume... You just said it... I'm, that, uh, you know, just I gives protection. I'm going to assume that they are going to draw a win con eventually. That's what I'm going to assume. And I'm not going to play for 45 minutes on the chance that they don't. I would absolutely... For the 1% chance that they don't have a win con, I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm just not going to play this game. I will go play other games and win more games in the amount of time it's taking you to finish that game that you're going to lose because you just don't see a win con on the board and then they fast as Oracle and win. Just because you don't see the Thassa's Oracle doesn't mean they're not going to Thassa's Oracle and win. But then you lose two pips because this is best of three. I would at least want to see it game one. You might have lost two pips, but now I'm now I'm mythic because now I have been playing other decks for 45 ah, I, I think you're really wrong on this. 
The, you should. You need to see the difference something. between you and me. Is I don't think you're wrong, Tony. You're. We're just looking at it from two points of view. You think I am wrong for quitting a game when I can go and play more. Ga- you're going to win two pips, Tony. I'm going to be in Mythic because I've went and played other games that were ended quicker, and I either won or lost much quicker and have gotten further on the ladder than you sitting here for 45 minutes, an hour and a half because you're playing best of three, playing this one game. Yeah, they still have its clock, so it's not going to be more than 45 minutes. Sure, you're still going to be sitting there for 45 minutes, and I'm not going to do it. And like you said, there's Mm. a clock on your side too. Are you doing anything or are you just passing every turn? Depends if that's if what just, I if that's what I think my win con is, I will just pass. Then if you're passing every turn, that's not playing magic. Then you're just sitting behind a computer doing nothing, and I would rather be playing magic than playing that game at all, Tony. So you should play this deck. If you think that's what other people think also. Because then you're that's, playing magic the entire time. I'm not saying that's what other people think. Is that well that's what we're telling people they should be doing. That's and you're what telling, you're telling people, people there should be doing. I am showing a counterpoint to what you're right, saying. Right, you're saying that's all. You I'm saying always what concede. I did. Yes. No, no. I you're now you're putting words in my mouth. I'm well, not saying you should always. This quit. podcast. I'm saying I quit. Weird. I'm you. You're doing a casual upgrades, and I said I have a counterpoint. That's all. I'm not saying anyone should. So do you're you're not doing this if, casual upgrade with me. This is just me. Apparently. Okay, well, then saying, don't even talk, because this is us I'm just saying the doing something. point to your thing is all I'm saying, is instead, you, there, don't concede a match, play until you see a win con. If I'm at a tournament, Tony, I'm playing exactly what you're saying. If I'm sitting at a tournament, I'm not going to concede at a tournament. I'm going to play till I see a win con. I don't see a difference between a the tournament. two. If I'm... Because on the ladder, it the literally the time it's taking you to play this game and win your two pips, I'm going to win eight pips playing other games. I will lose eight pips in four other games, so I'd rather just lose the two. And I'm going to win pips playing other games. That's all. Yeah. I'm not going to sit there and play a game for a 1% chance of winning. Yeah, but like I said, you have a 100% chance to win this game. No, you don't. You do. This deck no, can't you win. Don't, but you don't know that, Tony. You don't know that your opponent <laughs> is playing this I just exact don't, deck. But you don't you have don't a 1% know because chance. Because they've passed Storm Percent Coast. You're right. It's, it's, it's a bigger than 1% chance, but it's a small enough chance that it's not worth my time. But you literally have a 100% chance to win this game. You're going to win. I don't have a 100% chance to win this game, Tony. The game I played last night, I did not have a 100% chance to win. It wasn't this exact deck. If you're playing this exact deck, and if I had the ability to look at my opponent's full deck and go, I'm going to win, of course I wouldn't, but you don't have that, and you don't have this information. Sitting I don't need this information. Opponent, I just need what's on the board. You don't have inform. You don't have the information that they don't have a win con in their deck. I play. I play with the assumption that my magic opponent is smart and not a moron. The person who built this deck is a moron. Well, clearly not. not. They won six in a row. I no, because I do not believe this deck won six in a row. Because I do not believe Magic.gg. I do not believe that website. Period. I just don't believe it. You say this one six and zero. Oh, I don't believe it at all. I don't believe it. Period. End of story. How it got on the website, I have no idea. But because of this, because of decks like this, I don't use that site ever to net deck. I have never gone to Magic.gd oh. to find a deck because of stuff like this. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Tony is mad because I... I am mad because it, it makes no sense to me. I don't see how you can't say that this is a 100% win rate. Yes, for an opponent, but... Okay, I mean, we'll just... Go- because you don't see the deck, Tony, that's how. You don't see that their deck doesn't have a win con. Do you, you get see that? that your opponent doesn't have a win con. Right? But if you've spent... 45 minutes of your opponent stopping you from doing everything, I'm not going to continue playing. So what's the time limit that it has to be? Is it 10 minutes? 15? It it isn't a time limit. It's an annoyance limit. Once my annoyance gets to a certain point, I'm done. 
in hell, honestly, I didn't. The deck I played against last night with the one ring, I scooped the first game because they played the one ring eight times. The second game, I went, I don't even want to try playing this again and scooped against him again. I went to play another round and got against that same opponent and went, no, F this and scooped against them again. And went, I'm just not playing your deck again. You can have your four wins. I'm just not doing it. Okay. And you you can't see any sort of I can go now and play other games and gar- and not guarantee wins, but get wins in other games because I'm not spending another hour playing the same person again. That yeah, doesn't make any you, sense to you. You saw a win con though, right? From them? I don't remember. To be completely same. honest, I don't remember if I saw a win con. I just saw them cast one card eight times and when i think i'm good i think i'm good there's four copies of this card in your deck and you've now cast it eight times you clearly have built your deck to cast this card a billion times and win i'm good yeah i think you're just leaving wins on the table i feel like i'm saving myself time i might you might be right i might be leaving a win on the table but my sanity is much better than a win. Keeping my sanity and not playing that, not playing against the ring for another game, two games, four games, four games in a row playing against that same yeah. deck. I had so much more fun doing whatever the heck it was than playing that. See, I don't mind playing against decks like this. So I, I don't know. I don't see what is so infuriating about it. I'd rather play against a deck like this than, you know, one that wins on turn three. Really? Yeah, because it's super frustrating when they... You would rather be told to stop what you're doing when you try to do something for the next hour than have the game be, oh, look, you win, congrats, let's play another game. Yeah, because I felt like I haven't been able to do anything. Because they just won on turn three. It's like, okay, yeah, you good, you drew the four cards you needed, awesome. Awesome, great. I feel like I haven't been able to do everything for the past hour because everything I try to do, you stop. Either way, you're not doing anything, Tony. One way the game is over with and you can either continue playing or move on with your life. The other one, you're telling people to be stuck there for 45 minutes as they're getting more and more annoyed by the game. Yeah, okay, so I'm completely wrong, everybody. Uh, Concede as soon as you don't like the game. Okay. What's next on the list? Wow. Pre-release? You're so you're so upset right now, Tony. I am, because you're so wrong and you just won't back down at all. So I'm upset, yeah. Wow. I'm just surprised you're so upset about this and that it can't just be a conversation. That you you actually think I'm wrong and you can't just see it from a different point of view. I'm honestly surprised by that, Tony. Because I, no point am I saying you're wrong. I'm just saying there's another point of view possible. Okay. It's you. My point of view is not even existent, huh? Correct. Wow. Awesome. All right. Let's go to pre-release then. Sounds great. <sighs> How'd your pre-release go? I won. Nice. I, like, did not... I lost one total game. And where's my deck? And one like everything else. And... The one game I ended up losing, it was uh, round three. I looked at my opponent and went, my deck isn't very good. I'm just getting lucky. And then after the first game, he goes, no, no, no. Your deck is very good. You're not just getting lucky. You have all of the answers. Like, but I got a drong. I don't always have all of the answers. And he won the next game. And then I won the next one. Um, My promo card was Scroll of Islador. What is that one? Um, it's a, uh, saga. Three mana. The first chapter says, gain control of up to one target artifact for as long as you control Scroll of, Scroll of Islador. The ring tempts you. AKA, it, all it really does in, in this was the ring tempts me. I think I stole one artifact out of the games I played. Uh, round two says, tap up to two target creatures, put a stun counter on them. Okay. And I then like chapter that. three, 
Draw a card for each tapped creature your opponents control. You make sure when you play this, you let them know their creatures are going to be tapped right away so they don't play a creature the next turn. <laughs> because they don't play a creature the next turn, you're ahead. And yeah, then yeah, you yeah. tap all their creatures. Yeah, I got two of those. Nice, okay. Yeah, that was really good. I got two Dreadful as the Storm. Target creature has a base power 5-5 five, five until end of turn. The ring tempts you. So yeah, I'm going to attack you with my 1-1 one, one and then make it a 5-5 five, five after you can't block because it's already my uh, ring bearer. Um, I'm, pro- I'm going to mispronounce this. Lothorian Lookout. Whenever it attacks, scry one, a 1-3 one, for 2 mana. Mm-hmm. That was great. I loved making that my uh, ring bearer. So people with, you know, things with uh, greater power can't block it. So I attack... It's unblockable for the most part. I get to scry. I also have a uh, Nimrod Watcher here. Whenever you scry, it gets plus one, plus zero until end of turn and can't be blocked. That's great. Yep. That yep. was great. That card is very good. Both of them. Um, and I got Soothing of Smeagle to return target creature to its owner's hand. Deceive the Messenger to give a creature minus three, minus zero. I had Pippin's Bravery, which I completely blew someone out by sacrificing a... Um, food token giving my creature plus four plus four and winning a nice trade-off there i've got the uh galdrahim bow when it's a uh, artifact equipment with flash when it enters the battlefield target creature gets plus one plus two and has reach and when it enters the battlefield you can put it on a creature and untap the creature that's fun to do and then for creatures i had legolas the uh, one that gives it plus one plus one counters when you target it and then when you cast a spell that targets a creature you don't control, he fights up to one target creature. Hmm. So that was fun to do as well. So yeah, my deck was actually pretty good. I had two copies of brief of uh, Bill Fenry, Brief Swindler, which means if you blocked it, I get a treasure token. Or yep, something yep, yep. about horses that doesn't ever come up. Because there's one horse in the set, but something about horses. <laughs> um, there's two horses. Yeah, I, I had a bunch of stuff that would either scry me or fight or do combat tricks, and that's how I won. I got uh, got up to the, the third round of the tournament, was undefeated at the third round, and then there's going to be a fourth. And they make an announcement saying, does anyone want to drop? Anyone who drops now, we will round up your prize, prize support. So prize support was every win you got, you got two packs. So if okay. you won the round, you'd get two packs. So if you quit now, you get one pack to just go home with. One extra pack on top of it. And people were like, yes, I'll take one pack and go home now. It's two o'clock in the morning. I don't want to be here anymore. What time did so it start? T- 10 o'clock. It was like 10.15 by the time it started. So it was about 11.15 when round one started. Yep, yep, yep. And it went, every round went to time because this was a very slow set. So yeah, it was about like two o'clock. So the guy looks over at me and goes, what about you? Do you want to drop? I'm like, I'm 3-0. I'm going to stay. And he goes, all right, you you stay in. And my wife was with me. My wife ended up going. And and she went 2-2. So she did pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. going 2-2. That's pretty damn good. I wouldn't complain about 2-2. And uh, so when they pair up the next round, the guy standing next to me goes, Nate? I'm like, yep, that's me. He goes, oh, you, I get rounded up. I'm 2-1 and you're 3-0. I get rounded up? (laughs) I don't even have that. I don't even... Congrats, you win. And shakes my hand. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. Really? goes, yeah, absolutely. Have a good... I'm like, wow, thank you so much. When I got my 18 prizes at... My 18 packs as prizes, I said, here you go, sir. Grab two. And he took two two as his prizes. (laughs) The reason why he did that was if you go undefeated in a pre-release you get invited to a special draft on sunday so because of that i went and did a draft of this set on sunday for free very cool tony i drafted i know i am surprised down packs were handed to me i had to pick one card out of this pack and then pass the cards to the left i don't have my draft deck up here um pass the cards to the left until i've built a deck then i've had to pass the cards i had to think about what do i have in in my deck what cards here will help my deck i hate drafting tony i had zero fun Mm. honestly i had zero fun drafting 
I hated every minute of it. Hated the actual draft. Put my deck together. Played my first opponent. Lost my first game. Went, all right, I think I think I can do better. Played my second game. Got annihilated my second game. And then I went home. Huh. First place got a whole box. Second place got nothing. Absolutely nothing for any other prizes. It was only first place gets a whole box. So I'm like, well, it's pointless to keep playing. Yep, yep, it is at that point. My opponent dropped the first game. My opponent dropped Horn of Gondor. Oh, what a great card. How am I supposed to beat a Horn of Gondor? <clears throat> you can't. You can't beat a Horn of Gondor. Okay, I'm happy you agree with me on there. Yep. The second game, my opponent played, I don't know the name of it, two, color, two colorless, white and a black. Um, whenever a spirit you control becomes the target of spell or ability, it phases out. The Oath, King of the Oathbreakers or something? It's a 3-3 three, three flyer. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to defeat that, Tony? Uh, target it and then attack with flyers. I can't. You can't target it. You can cast a spell at it, it and then it phases out. Then it phases out, and then. But I did not have creatures at all. I had ways to remove stuff, but could not remove that. And that thing just hit me four times and killed me. I think it was a four-four. He ended up putting a plus one plus one counter on it and just swinging in with that and killing me. And I'm like. I hate drafting. Hate drafting. So much hatred for drafting. Shouldn't have even gone in. I got the packs. I got the cards in the packs. Yeah. So I got more cards. They're not good cards because I drafted them. But yeah, no. I I wish it was a free pre-release. Give me a free pre-release and tell me to do everything again. Just make it a sealed deck and I would have been a happy camper. But it was draft. But it was free. So can I complain? Yeah, you can, if you want. Not really. (laughs) I can, but it won't matter. But yeah, I went undefeated, only lost one game. I had fun. My wife came out with me. The two of us went out. We had a great night together. Very nice. I enjoyed my pre-release. What about you, Tony? Uh, My pre-release went pretty good, too. I also went undefeated, but I literally went undefeated. I went 6-0. Wow, nice. Um, So my uh, pre-release think card was Baramir, Warden of the Tower. It's a 3-mana 3-3 with Vigilance, so that alone right there is good enough, I think. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, if no mana was spent to cast it, counter that spell. That means absolutely nothing. In this, no. In in this, absolutely nothing. And I can also sacrifice it so creatures I control get indestructible until end of turn, and then the ring tempts me. Nice. I think it was a pretty strong card. Um... Yeah, I also opened two of those. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's, that's a pretty cool thing. And I opened two of the Dunland Crabane, a 1-1 flyer for three. When it enters the battlefield, a mass works too. Okay. And then I just bounced it a few times. <laughs> it just kept making huge, huge orcs, and it was very good. Nice. Um, a lot of uh, rings tempting me. Uh, Rosy Cotton was a great card. Uh, yeah. Whenever I make a token, put a 1-1 counter on something. Mm-hmm. And then there's another c- card. Whenever you put a 1-1 counter on it, make a 1-1 creature. In this set? Yes. It was... I will find it in a second. There's a lot of cards here. Not that one. It's a white one for 4 mana, I thought. Faramir, Field Commander. Whenever the ring tempts me, oh, if you choose a creature other than Faramir, make a 1-1 one, one creature. Whenever so then I, I was just doing a lot of stuff like that. It was good. It was good. Um, nice. The Voracious Fell Beast, another great right. card to blink. It's a 6 mana flying 4-4. Four, four. When it enters the battlefield, each opponent sacrifices a creature. Ooh. And then you create a food token for each creature destroyed this way. Ooh. It's fantastic. That and then, fantastic. again, you bounce that a few times. Yeah, whatever. Um, and it just does great things. Yeah. Uh, on the Necromancer. <clears throat> uh, five mana, four, four menace. Whenever it attacks, exile target creature from your graveyard. Create a tapped and attacking token that's a copy of that card. So good. So good. Um, th- and uh, one of the cards that I think is unbeatable. It's another Faramir, the Prince of Ithilien. Mm-hmm. Four mana, three, three. At the beginning of your end step, choose an opponent. At the beginning of that player's next end step, you draw a card if they didn't attack you this turn. And otherwise, okay. otherwise you make three 1-1 creatures. 
Interesting. Yeah. So either way, either you're drawing an extra card or making three one ones mm-hmm. every single turn. Did you did you attack me? Oh, here's some more creatures for me to block with later. Right. Yeah. The card was just unstoppable. Oh. Um, fog on the Barrow Downs was a nice one. Changes something into a spirit, and then it has a pacifism. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to play this on my opponent's um, orc army, but the problem <laughs> was it makes it a spirit instead of an army. Instead. Yeah, because it, it loses all other creature types. Gotcha. So they could just start building a new army. Up. Yeah, and so I'm like, oh, that doesn't work like I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Um, what other card was really, really good? Um, so many Orcish Bowmasters were opened against me. Yeah? Yeah, I played against a lot of that, and it put, it did a lot of damage. That card is very, very good. I own three of them. Yeah, good. In the stuff in the stuff that I managed to open up, I've got three of them. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, it, this deck was great. Um, after I took out all the cards that I didn't really want and just the cards that I wanted for my deck, mm-hmm. I had 34 cards. <laughs> so I'm like, how do I make 34, you know, down to 23 or 24, you know? How do I make 10 cuts? <laughs> it, it was, so, like, the first couple were kind of easy. Um, getting rid of, uh, like, draw a card, the ring tempts you. Like, that's just kind of fluff, I guess. And then there was a lot of other... I don't look at... I put that in. I don't look at that as fluff at all. It doesn't... I mean, it does something, but I hit enough other things where the ring was tempting me. Yeah, but... See, for one mana making my creature unblockable, I felt like was a really good card. Yeah, I... I I mean, it was in my cards I wanted to play, Mm -hmm. but I just couldn't play it. Yeah, no, I... I 100% that's in my deck. So I was just like making all these hard cuts, and I'm like, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one that says all your creatures, uh, your opponent's creatures get minus one, minus one till end of turn. Yep. And then um, you also uh, the ring tempts you. I think mm-hmm. that card's great. And again, I'm like, I have to cut something out of here. Mm-hmm. I cut two of those. Yeah. And I was just like, but I ended up going undefeated. So you made the right cuts, clearly. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And um, we had enough players for four rounds. But everybody wanted to go home. Yeah. Like, enough people wanted to go home that I'm like, okay, we're just... The top two people will just split first place, and then we'll Mm -hmm. go from there. And if they want to play, they can go over to Dunkin' Donuts and figure out who the actual winner is. That's true. (laughs) We've done that before, so... (laughs) So it was me and um, Steven. Uh, We both got... uh, We were undefeated. Nice. And he was happy with uh, just finishing it right there. But yeah, it was a great night. And then I didn't have time the rest of the weekend to do any more pre-releases. I wish I could have. Yes. Because I definitely would have. I only did the one and then the draft later. Yeah, because yeah, Because yeah. it I would do a draft this weekend, but I'm busy on Friday again. I'm busy like every Friday now. Yeah, I don't like to draft, so it'll be <laughs> a good long while. Especially, I've drafted on uh, Arena, but that's just... Thank you, Thing, telling me which card to pick. Thank you, Thing, for building the deck for me. Now I get to play deck. And yeah. that I don't mind. That's like, here's a sealed deck. Go play with it. <sighs> okay, let's move on to some deck lists. How about that? Some deck lists? <clears throat> All right. Do you have any good decks from this week? Good decks? No. I, okay. I only really played one new deck this week that I can talk about. Okay. And it wasn't good. Oh, that's, that sucks. You should play my decks. My decks are pretty I should, good. I should play your decks? All right, should we, should we talk about this deck real quick? Sure. All right, sure. so this deck is the one you told me to play last week, Explorer Gates. Oh, yeah, yeah. That Remember deck, we I, talked about this on the on the podcast? High yeah, I have, crisis, a, I have a 71% win rate with it. Yeah, you went like 5-0. and oh. In I, best of three, yeah, absolutely. In best of three, yeah. I played... Best of three, I played uh, three rounds. I am uh, 0% win rate. On the play, I'm 25%. Apparently, I won one game within this mess. On the draw, 0%. Tony, I have no idea how you won a single game with this deck. None. don't know how you managed to pull it off. I, I don't understand. Like, it seemed pretty played, easy to me. I played against red-black and lost 2-0. I played against blue-white and went 1-2. And played against mono-green and went 0-2. Just absolutely annihilated. 
And this isn't me scooping against a deck that I don't think can win. This is like annihilated with all of these. Hmm. Yeah. Now the only decks I've lost to with this is um, a red green and a white. Uh, you know, like I'm in a mono white um, because you know they were just a little too aggressive, and I wasn't able to stop them. Yeah. My, but my mono green opponents stormed the festival. Cavalier of Thorns, Karn. Yeah. Yeah, I was dead that game. Yeah, no, like uh, Grixis, 100% win rate. Jeskai, 100% win rate. Boros, 100% win rate. Mono Red, easy 100% win. Uh, Azorius, 100%. My opponent against the red-black deck played Voldarian Thrillseeker to sacrifice a big creature and kill me with it. Hmm. Yep, yep, just absolutely annihilated. I have no idea how you won even a single game in this deck. And I won a game. I still don't know how you managed it. <clears throat> I, I I don't know. My opponent in the Grixis one had spell pierces and thought seizes. Um, he was trying to do the Archfiend of the Dross metamorphic alteration combo. Mm-hmm. Yep. And no, I just killed his creatures. Killed my creatures if I had to. When he made mine, you know, into the Archfiend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Did I, is that what I lost to against this deck? Nope. Nope, this was just straight control. Hmm. Yeah, I assume that was the Azorius matchup with straight control. Going through that, yeah, because he played Farewell, Teferi, Memory Deluge, Absorb. Are you Lotus, looking at my deck? You Lotus looking Field. at what I'm looking at? Because that looks exactly like who did, you look at that? <laughs> who did you <laughs> Who did you play against? Uh, where does it say this person's name on the other page? Uh, Nep, G-N-E-P. No, I played against Tumiki. And I actually made seven sideboard changes. I threw in Negates and Rhythm of the Wild. That's how I won that second game was with Rhythm of the Wild on turn three. This deck, I, I made uh, nine sideboard changes. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, else did you add in? Uh, four negate, two clear the mind, and three rhythm of the wild. Clear the mind. Yes. What? Uh, let me just read what it does. Target player shuffles their graveyard <clears throat> into their library. Draw a card. Um. Okay. Let me look at their deck again. There was a reason why I did it. Maybe because of the. Why did I put that in? Maybe the memory deluge? Maybe? I don't know. I don't remember why. Hmm. Looking it, at this right now, I don't know why I would do that. Against a control deck, I was just wondering why you would put that in. That's all. The, yeah. the negates and the rhythm of the wild make perfect sense. The clear of the mind, I was just wondering why. You know, honestly, wondering why Mirror March is in there as well. Oh, I played Mirror March in one deck. Yeah. Yeah. Which, oh, I did it against, oh, where is it? No, it wasn't that one. Oh, I think I did it for my phone when I was playing on my phone. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, because they were killing all my creatures, but on their turn. So I knew I just needed some sort of hasty creatures. Gotcha. So I had right. I had played that and then... I actually went, I ended up winning with it because I played a Gatebreaker around the turn after and made three of them and then attacked mm-hmm. in with, for like 80 damage or whatever. Yeah, I was just looking at the sideboard, it was like, when would I ever bring Mirror March in? When would I ever bring Gatekeeper Gargoyle in? You would never bring in Gatekeeper Gargoyle. I don't really understand Yeah. why. You know, the... The negates of the Rhythm of the Wild, when I bring them in, make sense. The Clear of the Mind, I have no idea when. And the Mirror March... Maybe against the right deck, but what do you take out? And what do you take out has always been a question with decks. What yeah. card do you take out when you sign? That's why I prefer <clears throat> best of one for Arena. Just one of those things I don't have to really worry about is what I'm taking out. Well, at least... Okay, so like thinking back now, the Clear of the Mind was because they kept countering my stuff, and I wanted to get them back. That was my thought. So that, you, you know, I could... Get them back? Yeah, so like say the um, your stuff back, not your opponent. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. My stuff back. So, so they kill my Gatebreaker Ram. I can get them back. They, mm-hmm. you know, counter my Guild Summits. Then I can get them back eventually. 
Um, and I would just, in a, that kind of situation, take out Definite Clarion, Storm's Wrath, Gates of Blaze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're not going to be playing many creatures at that point. Mm-hmm. And there's nine cards right there. So I thought that it was pretty easy switches back and forth. Gotcha. But yeah, I still have a 71% win rate with that. I have no idea, dude. No idea how you did it. Because that's how we work. Decks that work for me don't work for you. We've we've gone over that so many times. Yes and no. Sometimes it'll work, though. Both like red-green aggro. That is true. Yep. I mean, this is not that at all. All right, what about okay. you? What do you have for fun decks this week, Tony? So I was looking for some alchemy decks just to use the new uh, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings stuff, and there's none out there that I can find. Yep, that was my problem, too. Like, I was like, all right, is there anything good with some some of the new cards? Nope, this is all just dumb old alchemy stuff that I'm going to have to waste way too many wild cards to craft because I don't have all of the alchemy stuff. So, yeah, I kind of didn't play much of the Lord of the Rings stuff on Arena. Yeah, I'm kind of like, I was looking, I'm going to keep looking for new decks, but I wasn't able to find much, but I found a historic one that gets to use some of the new cards. Okay. So it's got four of the Cauldron Familiar, because mm-hmm. I think Cauldron Familiar is going to become one of the better cards with all the new stuff coming out. 100%. Uh, three Elvish Mystic, three Lanwar Elves, four Blood Artist, uh, four Zulaport Cutthroat. Yep. Does the same thing as the Blood Artist, works great with the Cauldron Familiar. Mm-hmm. Four Priest of the Forgotten Gods. To give you another way to sack stuff. Yes. Uh, four Samwise Gamgee. Yep, Gamgee. Gamgee, sure. I always, like I said, so I had people complaining on my card opening um, videos. L- listen, people complain about the way I say stuff all the time, Tony. I understand what you mean, man. But I, I, I read the books before I ever watched a movie about it. So I have ways in my head that just... <laughs> You know, no one cares. No one trust me. Anytime I say a word and you correct me the way I say it, no one cares how you say it in your head, Tony. Because you correct the way I say stuff all the time. That's all. Yes, I hear you. I understand. What does Samwise do? I'm looking for it because it doesn't have it on uh, untapped. <laughs> Like, it's there, but it doesn't tell you what but the card does. The picture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whenever another non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, create a food token. Ew. So when the cat comes back, he brings his own food with it. Ew. Fantastic, right? And then you can also sacrifice three foods to return target historic card from your graveyard to your hand. Okay. Well, but you're that, playing historic, right? That's not really, no. So that's every card, right? No, no, Because no. you're playing historic, and you bring a historic <laughs> card back, and if it's not legal, it's historic, Tony. Yep, no, 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 not quite the way it works. <laughs> so Samwise is great with the cat, and uh, one other creature that makes infinite t- infinite damage with Woe Strider. Woe Strider says, um, comes into play with a goat, and you can sacrifice another creature to scry one. Mm-hmm. So you sack the cat, cat comes back, you sack the cat, the cat came back the very next day, oh, and day. infinite damage immediately, and it's great. Uh, the deck also has two or four Tyvar Jubilant Brawler. Yep, to help you get whichever one of those creatures that's in your graveyard right back. Yep, or even just to like basically get one by milling three. And your priest can work on turn one, which is great. Yep. Or... The first turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for Collected Company. And then it's got a bunch of lands. Deck's been pretty good for me. It's got a 60% win rate through five games. I went uh, three and two. Okay. Um, the first couple of games, I think, basically just took... Like, I went... I won the first game just doing normal stuff. Mm-hmm. Then lost the next two, but I think it was kind of my fault. Learning curve. Learning curve on it. And then I won the next two, so... Alright, that deck sounds like fun. I will try that deck. Okay, sounds good. I will post it into our, you know, fan-only Discord on our Patreon. Sounds good. Yep, yep, yep. Right into deck lists there, and I will import it later and play it. Okay, so, um, 
You can find the Filthy Neck Deckers podcast on all social media. Follow us everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, pretty much wherever. Uh, here, Nate is going to be doing some of those fancy dances on TikTok on his. So that's going to be fun to watch. Ooh, is that happening? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you can find me First at MTG underscore Tony or Nate at Darth Heretic on Twitter. Um, if you want to follow me on TikTok, I am Tony the Magic Man. If you want to follow Nate on TikTok, he is um, Darth Heretic misunderstood uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash filthy nettankers if you want to be part of the greatest people on this earth i want to the thank everybody talk i have is the filthy nettankers tiktok <laughs> um uh feel free to share your deck list with us it makes our jobs that much easier and nate that's it we're done we're done we're done we're we can get it we can go home you can go i'm, I'm home you're not home oh wait i'm home too already that was pretty quick so so how how? Bye. How do we end this?